0: phrase, but it's so widely misused that the phrase has become to mean almost anything. The social part refers to interacting with other people by sharing information with them and receiving information from them, whilst the media part refers to a method of communication like the internet, which compares to more traditional forms of media like the TV, radio and the newspaper. From these two separate terms, we can pull together a basic definition. Social media are web-based communication tools that enable people to interact with each other by both sharing and consuming information. Social media goes all the way back to the 1970s. ARPANET, a precursor to the internet, which came online in 1969 had, by the 1970s, developed early forms of social media with a proliferation of personal exchanges. Multiple modems, followed by specialized hardware, allowed multiple users online simultaneously. CompuServe and AOL were the two largest BBS, that's bulletin board system companies. And were the first to migrate to the internet proper in the 1990s. Between the middle of the 1980s to the middle of the 1990s bulletin board systems numbered in the tens of thousands in North America. Message forums arose in conjunction with the BBS phenomenon throughout the 1980s and early 1990s. The first steps towards social media as we know it today, was the invention of blogging, and this caused social media to begin to explode in popularity. Sites like Myspace and LinkedIn gained prominence in the early 2000s, and sites like Photobucket and Flickr facilitated online photo sharing. YouTube came out in 2005, creating an entirely new way for people to communicate and share with each other across great distances. By 2006, Facebook and Twitter both became available to users throughout the world. These sites remain some of the most popular social media networks on the internet. Other sites like Tumblr, Foursquare and Pinterest began popping up to fill specific social networking niches. Social media has become one of the key features of 21st century life. The change it's had upon the world has been radical, dangerous and unpredictable. There are several areas where social media has had the most impact in the world. These are the political sphere, business and interpersonal relationships. These three areas have developed most with social media. The political revolutions organised through social media range from the Arab Spring to the Obama and the Trump Presidencies. Business developments grew with viral marketing, such as events like the United Airlines' removal of a passenger by force from an aeroplane, showing what damage instantly can be done through social media. And thirdly, the interpersonal relationships facilitated through social media, and how social media has changed relationships. Teenagers communicate over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and now TikTok, compared to generations previously, and this has created whole new ways and styles of interactions. Today's social media has helped make real the idea of a global village. A theory first put forward by theorist Marshall McLuhan in the 1960s, and suggests the claim of a flat world by essayist Thomas L. Friedman are true. Friedman said that personal computers and the speed of the optic cable in the transfer of information has marked the modern revolution and almost removed limitations of time and space. Social media held out the promise of a more enlightened politics, as accurate information spread near instantly, and effortless communication helped good people drive out corruption, bigotry and lies. And in some ways, this could be seen as true. Traditionally, if you wanted to meet a politician or a candidate, you'd have to attend a live event. Not everybody is able to do this. But, with modern technology, it's now possible to attend virtual events where you can participate in live streaming and interact with politicians and candidates. Thus far, social media has had a rather devastating impact on the world of politics. Coming into the mainstream after the financial crisis of 2007-2008, to 2008, It enabled a stoking of popular anger at a wealthy elite that seemed to have left everybody behind. Manifesting more as much a culture war as an economic one, social media has managed to split voters by identity rather than class. Perhaps because social media has widened divisions rather than what you thought would happen and close them. Social media is not the only thing to blame. But newspapers and even television bias and influence is far better understood than social media's. A survey found that only 37% of Americans trust what they hear from social media, but half the share that trust printed newspapers and magazines. Some are calling for social media companies. be held accountable for what appears on their platforms, or to be treated as monopolies that need breaking up. When Facebook outsources items to independent outfits for fact checking, the evidence that it actually moderates behaviour is mixed. Furthermore, do you really want large corporations to be judging what speech is good and should be heard, and what is bad and should not be heard? People talk about wanting transparency about things like who buys political ads but as much damage has been done by people who are gaining no compensation for what they write. The way I see it, the second strand to the political side of the social media revolution is its impact in genuine political revolutions. When the Arab Spring erupted in 2010, many began to call the series of political uprisings Twitter revolutions. The way I see it, the political revolutions aren't really Twitter revolutions, but merely social media best represents the new form of the public square. These revolutions aren't started because of social media, they're started due to corruption the same as every other revolution. It's merely that the public square is now so much bigger. The Euromaidan protests of 2014 in Ukraine were effectively a continuation of the orange revolutions of 2004, except now the public square was Twitter rather than an actual square. So far, the similar events of social media has been the Arab Spring. Although the way they've gone, perhaps the phrase Arab autumn is better. On the 25th of January 2011, hundreds of thousands of protesters started to gather in Tahir Square and planted the seeds of unrest which, days later, finally unseated the incumbent president Hosni Mubarak after 30 years in power. Almost a year after Tunisia erupted in demonstrations, The protests in Cairo triggered waves of change across the Middle East and North Africa in what became known as the Arab Spring. But while the nature of each uprising and their ultimate success varied from country to country, they had one defining characteristic in common, social media. The term Arab Spring became interchangeable with Twitter uprising or Facebook revolution as global media tried to explain what was going on. But despite western media's love affair with the idea, the uprisings did not happen because of social media. The platforms only provided the methods for the revolutions, and in my opinion may have happened anyway without social media, just a lot slower. Nowhere was social media more impactful than in Egypt where social media was well embedded already into the culture of the country's overwhelmingly young population, with 60% under the age of 30. Their online revolutionary spirit was infectious for those watching from afar. According to the Project on Information Technology and Political Islam, the number of tweets posted about Egypt, many using hashtag Jan25 in homage, jumped From 2,300 to 230,000 per day the week before Mubarak stepped down on the 11th of February. Foreign Policy magazine declared the Egyptian revolution the Twitter news moment of the year. Feelings of revolutionary success were short lived, however, as Mubarak's government was replaced by the equally repressive Muslim Brotherhood before they were ousted in a military coup in July 2013. Social media doesn't stop revolutions going the same way as almost every other revolution in history. The Muslim Brotherhood were replaced by Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, where state repression, intimidation and attacks on press freedom has gone from bad to worst. Wael Gomin is one of those credited with kick-starting the Egyptian revolution with a quote-unquote simple Facebook page called We Are All Khaled Saeed, set up in homage to the 29-year-old man who had been tortured to death by the police. It gathered 100,000 followers in three days, and became one of the most followed pages in the Arab world. But, quote, the euphoria faded. We failed to build consensus, and the political struggle led to intense polarisation, close quotes. Gurman said in a social media talk. He continued, Social media became a battlefield of misinformation, rumours, and trolls. The same tool that united us to topple dictators eventually tore us apart. Protesters who were voicing their support for events five years ago were told by some Twitter and Facebook users they should be ashamed for the years of turmoil that had followed. And that the revolution was a crime. Dr Ramesh Shrivnasen of UCLA spent years studying the Arab Spring and said, quote, one mechanism of building networks locally and globally was the use of social media. Another influential mechanism was other types of networking, like working with labour movements, neighbourhood councils or mosque networks. We have to see social media Is valid and powerful in its own right, but also complementary in its relationship with other populations and other types of networks." Shrivanarsan continues, quote, It's pretty much impossible to imagine any political movement that doesn't have a strong social media component today. Obviously movements where social media is widely accessible, and activists and protests have more literacy of how to use social media will be a big part of determining how effective it will be. Activists in the Arab Spring were and are incredibly brave, creative and pro-democracy young people. I think their story needs to be remembered because as we move forward and think about the world, they remain an inspiration. I wouldn't be surprised for another Arab Spring to occur in the next 10 years, close he said, talking in 2016. The political ramifications of social media are big. Whether this influence is all positive can be debated, but there's no doubting the political impact of it. So the next substrand of social media is its effect on business. With the world being so connected, It's no wonder that what we say on social media is not as private as we often intend it to be. Unfortunately for some, it also means that what is said in the past does not always stay in the past. There have been numerous examples of tweets causing trauma to businesses and their shares almost instantly. Kylie Jenner's tweet in relationship to a new Snapchat format caused massive damage. 13 words caused $1.3 billion to fall off the value of Snap. Donald Trump is of course no stranger to Twitter controversies and caused the $1.2 billion hit to Toyota five minutes after a negative tweet. This is probably the most obvious way social media has affected business. But nor are businesses shy about this. They revere the celebrity social media advertising, and it's become extremely popular in recent years, with some estimates putting it as high as a 4% increase for businesses using a celebrity. So in what ways has social media changed business? Highly targeted advertising. From a marketing perspective, the single most influential aspect of social media involves Targeting. Never before has it been possible to develop marketing and advertising materials and to put them in front of the exact customers you want. This concept is most clearly seen in Facebook advertising which has opened up new opportunities for professionals across many industries. Before social media advertising became a possibility businesses had to seek out websites and venues where they believed they could target customers. But with sites like Facebook, they know that everyone is present and all they have to do is define the right parameters. Secondly, while social media has encouraged many companies to become more transparent and to engage with customers, it's also instilled fear in other companies who are hesitant having seen what happens over the backlash businesses can receive when they make mistakes. Mistakes made on social media are highly visible and can quickly go viral and result in some businesses having to choose to take a step back if they fear the following issues. Angry employees saying the wrong things. The leaking of confidential information. Posting something that could be considered politically incorrect and opening up the business to ridicule from competitors. Take airlines for example. They are proficient at using social media, but they still receive a tremendous amount of backlash. In one study, it was discovered that 47% of social media posts about major airlines are negative, while positive comments account for just 20%. The positives of social media clearly outweigh the negatives for business, but it's easy to see why some brands, especially smaller ones, with less positive brand equity are a little intimidated by it. I'm sure we still all remember the United Airlines passenger from a couple of years ago getting dragged out from his seat. The video was shared on social media and it caused a devastating effect to United Airlines customer support and customer relations. Good businesses prosper from social media. Bad companies don't. Consumers benefit from increased awareness to each business's fault. But what of the social media companies themselves? When it comes to interpersonal relations, social media is changing the way we communicate rapidly. Everything is instantaneous. Before social media, the quickest way to communicate was by email which, whilst instant, it's unusual to get an instant reply. Social media allows instant and constant communication with an entire group, if need be, and the whole world. When asked about the effect of social media on friendships, 39% of a survey responded that they felt closer to their friends because of social media, while 26% of the sample felt they had more friends because of social media. Social media has led to the era of virtual relationships and people are simply communicating differently. Without face-to-face interactions, people's candor has been observed as having changed. With such large platforms and comparatively low consequences, people are saying things they would not normally say when communicating with others. Generations are learning how to connect, network and share via social media, and social media can facilitate face-to-face conversations with others. However, it can also serve as a replacement for such interactions. Social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter have manifested the need to constantly broadcast our lives on the internet. Initially, Twitter was most famous for celebrities sharing what they ate that day or if they were tweeting from the toilet. This then changed as the novelty wore off and the oversharing trend faded and it became a public square to discuss music, events, politics and more substantial things than going to the loom. Receiving a letter in the 19th century allowed the user to sit and dwell on a response and take maybe a couple of days to reply before sending a response, which then might take more than a week to arrive at the recipient's address. Texting, messaging and email also enables people to sit and think out a response. But then things like Snapchat, WhatsApp have changed the game by making messages and content needing to be replied almost instantly. Nobody likes being left on a WhatsApp message when it's been marked as seen and they haven't responded. Even if they take a couple of hours to respond, it's still grating that people just haven't quite gotten back to you yet. In order to remember what was said or seen and to reply appropriately, the user must now, through social media apps, reply as soon as they've opened the message. In effect, these temporary messaging apps take away the ability to dwell and create a more real-time form of communication. Customizing content doesn't just mean choosing how long a picture is able to be viewed or writing a caption to accompany the picture. Snapchat and Instagram have taken storytelling to a new level by encouraging users to draw, write, sticker and filter their pictures to add a personal touch and have fun doing it. All of this interactive content has led to journalism becoming attractive to millennials again. A study conducted by Wibbitz found that 40% of millennials rely on digital outlets for news, whilst 23% primarily get their news from social media. Social media allows news to spread. With almost every single news outlet, like CNN, National Geographic and Sky News, amongst many, sharing their content over social media to try to get news to younger people. Social media has made communication so easy that it's changed the way we actually communicate. With the advent of ever more advanced forms of printing presses, it allowed people to experiment with different forms of the written word. First came the novel, Then the pamphlet and then the newspaper and then serial publications all because printing became ever easier cheaper and quicker we've seen adjacent developments in interpersonal communications with social media the use of memes and selfies is a result of communication via social media becoming easier think about doing this 10 or 15 years ago you would have have to have used an email To take a picture of yourself and then upload it with a caption attached and it would have required a decent amount of time to create it before you could send it. Memes could be spread before social media but now with twitter snapchat and everything else it's a lot easier and quicker and it doesn't require email chains. Memes themselves are perhaps the native form of social media communication and they are a very quick and powerful way of spreading an idea. The word, as you might be aware, was invented by Richard Dawkins in 1973, to mean a cultural idea that spreads. The original meaning was to affect our evolution, often with the aim of conveying a particular phenomenon, theme or meaning. Today, the internet mean is a very quick way of insulting a political candidate making a joke about a public figure, spreading an ideology of thought, and many other things. And it's only possible with social media, where you can create and then send something and reach millions of people in just a few seconds. The change in language brought in by social media has also rapidly increased. Language always changes, that's nothing new. But to see it change in real time, with different words and slang words being used every few months it's fascinating to witness. Abbreviations have been introduced to cut down on the time it takes to respond. This is nothing new, just look at the telegraph. It's some abbreviations such as LOL becoming globally recognized and almost becoming a word in and of itself even without the abbreviation. With the introduction of social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram. The hashtag was created to easily organize and search for information. Hashtags such as Throwback Thursday became part of online communication. It influenced the way in which people share and communicate. I can now use a hashtag to find out what the world thinks about a TV show or a political revolution. I think this is a positive podcast. White pilled, if you want to call it that. And there are many things I could talk about social media and how I could portray it in a negative sense. I've completely missed out cyberbullying, data protection, monopolistic practices, echo chambers, fraud, fake news, celebrity worship, the infantilization of politics, the co opting of social media by governments both at home and abroad, but I am a tech optimist. Social media is still in its infancy, and it's going to have far more revolutions to come. The printing press caused the collapse of Christendom, and revolutions against the political establishment across the Western world. And yet we still say the printing press was a good thing. The very same thing might be happening with social media. We can see changes happening before our eyes, and it looks scary. In only a decade, social media has been the main conduit for revolutions across the developing world, Egypt, Ukraine, Tunisia, and many more, while the political protests from Venezuela to Russia have been carried out on social media. It's impossible to say that it's entirely down to social media, but the proliferation of news, never minding its veracity, has been one of the core reasons for these events, and has been at the core of almost every revolution in history. The printing press alone is not responsible for what happened in early modern Europe. The spread of literacy meant more and more people could read what was being published. But the fact more was being published meant reading became more appealing. Similarly, the increasing spread of mobile technologies, of cellular data, of literacy, of the internet, of an above subsistence living for a rapidly growing percentage of a rapidly growing population and their access to the internet has led to a rapid change in the media, both in its consumption and its production. The change in just a generation is stark. So why hasn't this led to social media coming higher? Well, firstly, unlike the printing press, social media is not an all encompassing idea. It's something added on top of the internet. It's a layer of the world wide web. It's a very specific idea which has done a lot, but social media is not the internet itself. Social media is Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. It is not a Google search allowing people to access any information available around the world. It is a specific invention on top of the internet which has done more than anybody could have guessed in 15 years. But it is not yet everything. In future, it may bring down governments, societies, civilizations but that's not quite happened yet. And so for all the good and bad, social media deserves its place on the list at number 93.